Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. This morning I want us to continue our series on studies in godly leadership. Brian Mackinnon is teaching a class every Sunday morning on the topic of leadership. And so this year also, once a month, we're going to study leadership as it relates to these Bible characters. And I want to call today our Bible character Moses the Perseverer. Now for those of you who are ready to say that's not a word, you're exactly right. That's not a word. Yeah, I made it up. I made it up because it makes sense. Not only he is a man of perseverance, but he is a man who was a perseverer. In other words, he just kept going even more. So I want to use that term today as we think about Moses and his leadership ability. I first of all, I want to begin by thinking about what the term perseverance means. Perseverance. The definition that I found is persistence in accomplishing something or doing something, whether it is successful on time or you have to wait for it for a while. The idea is you just keep going. Regardless of what is happening, perseverance says, I'm going to continue. I'm going to do what needs to be done. Whether it is difficult, whether it takes a while, doesn't matter. And so I want us to think today about the fact that Moses, in fact, did persevere. Well, I moved this topic into this time slot because it makes sense, doesn't it? We are persevering ourselves. This is difficult, it's not easy. Some are having more difficulty than others, probably so, but it is not easy for anyone. Our lives have been disrupted. Things are not normal, and therefore we must understand perseverance. So how well are you doing? Are you one that we could call a perseverer? Well, you might say, well, it's only been about three weeks if we do this six more, I don't know if I can do it or not. It's tough. Perseverance. Let me suggest to you this. Perseverance comes to us from opportunities to put it into practice. And I want us to notice today how Moses is that kind of man. I want you to notice how he put his opportunity to persevere, how he put it on display. It was obvious to everyone. We look at it in Scripture and we can learn well that he was, in fact, one who persevered. Now, one of the things in which he did, we're going to talk about tonight in a specific way. Because he, will see, the third point of his life was that he persevered during the complaining of the Israelites. Well, tonight we're going to talk about, in a very practical sense, I hope, the idea where someone might say, help, I'm a complainer. Well, we're going to talk about how to deal with complaining in our own lives. 
But for today, this morning, let's notice together this idea of Moses who was the perseverer. If you want to follow along in Scripture, we're going to be considering Exodus chapter 2. And we're also going to be referring to Hebrews chapter 11. So if you want to turn to those two passages, and we will be going back and forth as we consider these texts on the topic of Moses. So we begin with this idea. Moses was a perseverer who uh, through the uh, wealth of his raising in Egypt, he persevered to his calling. He held on to his calling even in the midst of the wealth of Egypt. Let's go back and listen to or understand Moses' original calling. The Bible says that he was born, of course, to this couple as they were under the oppression of the Egyptians as they were slaves, the people of God, slaves in the land. The Bible says that he was born... And in verse number 2, the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him for three months. She saw that he was a beautiful child. Now, we might be thinking, now wait a minute, what does, if he hadn't been good looking, maybe he wouldn't have been saved? Well, that's not what it's talking about. The idea is, the word actually means one who is set aside for a purpose. That's what it means. So he is one that his parents knew had been set aside for God. They knew that this was special man. They knew that something good was going to happen to him and through him. And therefore, his original calling was to the faith of his parents, the faith of his family, the faith of God. Of course, you know the story. They took him down and made a little basket and put it in the river amongst the reeds of the river so that it wouldn't float away. The daughter of Pharaoh came there to bathe in the river and found that basket. And she pulled the basket out and saw the baby and decided, I have a baby I can raise now. The parents had also prepared because they had Miriam, Moses' sister, watching over this entire thing. So that then Miriam came to the princess and said, Would you like for me to get a nurse for this child from amongst the Hebrew women? And this nurse will feed and care for the child. And then when the child is older, that child will be ready for you. That's the concept behind it. And so in fact, that's exactly what happened. And of course, Miriam got her own mother the mother of Moses, to take care of that child up until a certain age. That gave the parents an opportunity to instill faith, the faith of God 
into the life of Moses from a very young age. They didn't leave it to this princess to override with the Egyptian thoughts the things that God wanted him to know. And then, of course, the Bible says that he then, verse number 10 of Exodus chapter 2, she brought him to that uh, daughter, that uh, Pharaoh's daughter, and then it was the Pharaoh's daughter who named him, calling him Moses, because I drew him or took him out of the water. Moses had a calling from God. The parents saw it, therefore they hid him. The parents continued to teach him when he was young and therefore establishing him in the calling that he had been given from God. But then he had a second calling. And that second calling was in the palace of the Pharaoh. Imagine what that would have been like. What kind of wealth? What kind of treasures? How outstanding would it have been to be in that environment? That's his second calling. I'm not sure how many years he was there. Not sure how long he lived with his parents before moving to the daughter of Pharaoh and then living with her for how long, we don't know. Uh, but he was there and, and he was Apparently, obviously, somebody of great esteem and renown, and people knew him. The text continues that one day he was walking around. The upper class, I guess, walked around and were a part of those who were treated well and taken care of. And he would walk around and notice the kingdom and notice what was going on. So his first call, his original call, was to the faith of his family. The second call was to the wealth of Egypt. But Moses persevered and he held on to his calling one day, he was out watching what was happening, and there he saw, and notice verse 11, how he held on to his calling. Notice what the text says. came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out to his brethren. The text seems to indicate that Moses had an affinity for these people. He was still connected to them. And it was there that he found out that as he looked at their burdens, he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. And the Bible says in verse 12, he looked this way and that way. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. The text shows us that Moses held on to his original call and gave up. His second call. Look at, if you will, at Hebrews chapter 11, and we start in verse 23. And remember what the Hebrew writer said about Moses. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw that he was a beautiful child. They were not afraid of the king's command. 
By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than the riches of, of the treasures in Egypt. Then he looked for a reward. You see... Moses persevered through the wealth of Egypt to hold on to his calling. Number two, Moses persevered through his loss and held on to his character. We continue the story back in Exodus chapter 2. A couple of days after he killed the Egyptian for beating that brother, the brother Jewish or Hebrew man, the Bible says he was walking and he saw two Hebrew men who were having an argument. They were fighting. And he said, why are you fighting with each other? And they said, are you going to do to us what you did to that Roman or that Egyptian soldier? He knew then that the story was out. The Pharaoh would be coming after him. And so he left. He gave it all up. He ran away and he ran into the wilderness of Midian. And it was there that he had lost everything he had. He had no standing anymore. He had no reputation. He certainly had no treasures. He had nothing. We might say he fled with just the clothes on his back. And yet in that loss, he persevered to his character. What was the character of Moses? What did he do when he saw the Hebrew man being beaten by the Egyptian? He protected him. Notice what happens when he gets to Midian. In that wilderness, he finds or he gets to the place out there in Midian where there is this watering place. And there were some young ladies who came to get water for the family and for their uh, livestock. But a band of men came and ran them away. And what did Moses do? He stepped up and protected these women and moved the men away so that they, the women, could get something to drink. What was Moses' character? He was a protector. He protected the one man being beaten. He protected the women so that they could get some water. Notice what also happened. Let's bounce way forward to Numbers 32. Moses had gone up on the mountain to get the law from God. And while he was there... The people led by Aaron, his own brother, went into sin and were worshiping a golden calf. And as they worshiped and threw their gold and money into that fire and they were singing and dancing, Moses came down from the mountain and God was able to show him, uh-oh, we got a problem here. We have a real problem here. What was going on? Well, it was going on that they were worshiping an idol god. Now, I want you to notice what happened with Moses. 
God said, Moses, get out of the way. I've had enough of this stiff-necked and stubborn people. I'm going to destroy them, and I'm going to start over with you. And the Bible says that Moses beseeched God. He begged him. He said, God, don't do this. Look at all the great things you did to bring them out of Egypt. And now you're going to bring them out here to the wilderness and kill them. And all of these nations will say, the great God brought them out of Egypt only to kill them in the wilderness. What was Moses doing? Protecting his people. And you know what? God changed his mind. God changed his mind and did not destroy those people because the character of Moses endured through all of the loss that he had been through and he still held on to those people because his character of a protector was solid and true. But third, Moses persevered through all of the complaining of those people, and he held on to his ability, his leadership, his opportunity. He didn't quit. He didn't stop. He didn't say, I've had enough. He held on. He didn't quit. Even when these people complained all of the time, he was committed to them. The story of the complaining of the people of God, I think, is a very interesting story. Specifically, there are 17 texts during the time that Moses was leading the people where the Bible says that they complained. I want you to notice with me what the word complaining means. I always find it interesting, the etymology of words. Sometimes you, you get to understand a word really well when you go back and figure out where it came from. Well, this Hebrew word of complaining came from a word that means to spend the night, to stay over, to rest for the evening. Meaning, this is how it was used. If you go back to Genesis 19, the first occurrence of the word, you remember those two that came into the city of Sodom, and Lot is there in the city gate, and he's waiting, and as those two came in, he said, I want you to come and spend the night with me. Well, you know the story. In the story of Sodom, those terrible acting people, he knew what they would do to those men who came in. And so he wanted them to spend the night with him. That's the foundation or the basis from which this word complaining arises. They complained all of the time. These people were complaining people. Moses handled their complaints. So what does the word complaint mean? Well, if it has its foundation in spending the night, then the word complaining is not about my complaint, this one thing, this idea. 
It's about something that gets a hold of you and stays with you and spends its time within you. These people spent the night with complaining. That is, it was their nature. This is just who they were. They were complaining people. It did not matter what was going on at the time. They complained. In fact, the great triumph coming out of Egypt, that time of the ten plagues culminating with the death of the firstborn, and they were then all able to get out of this place. And they came to the Red Sea. And there's the water in front. And, and the enemy is coming after them in the back. And God parts the waters so they can walk across. And then the waters crashed down on the army and destroyed them. And, and Miriam sang a great song recorded there in Genesis 15. And the Bible says... From that moment, they went three days into the wilderness and began to complain. You see, a complainer, that's just what they do. That's who they are. And it didn't take but three days for them to reveal that they were that way. It was just a part of them. Moses led those people for four months in the wilderness and put up with all of that complaining for four months. The estimate is that this group was about two to three million people. When you have a bad day stuck in your house with three or four children. It's not easy, is it? It makes you want to complain a little bit. It makes you think, well, this is not good. I think I'd rather be doing something else. And yes, it's tough. But Moses was putting up with three million complainers. Moses was a perseverer. During all that complaining, he held on to his commitment. If we were to go text by text looking at each moment of their complaining, we learn two things about Moses. Each time, he was committed, number one, to the Lord. And every time they complained, he would appeal to the Lord. He needed help from the Lord, and the Lord did help him. But at the same time, he was committed to his people because he stayed with them. He didn't get angry. He didn't argue. He didn't ask God to take them away. He didn't ask God to take him away. And they said, why did you put me with these people? He was committed to them. And he would stand up to all kinds of things. They needed food and they complained. 
when they didn't have it. They needed water and they complained when they didn't have it. They needed other kinds of food instead of what they had been getting. They wanted variety and they complained until they got it. And then there were people who rose up against him and wanted to take him out as a leader. And they complained and he stood with them and he stayed with them. When they finally got to the promised land and those ten spies convinced them they could not take the land. They complained. Why have you brought us here to die? And Moses stood with them because his commitment stayed intact. He was committed to them because that's who Moses was. Complaining, though, is a very tough thing to deal with. He put up with it for so long from so many. During that 40 year wandering after missing the promised land because they wouldn't go in, he still had to put up with it. On one occasion it finally got to him. When they needed again to get water, God said, I'll put water from that rock. Moses took the staff and he struck the rock and he said, Must we bring forth water from you, for you from this rock? And God said, Moses, you didn't give credit to me. You took the credit. Therefore, you can't go to the promised land. Wow. He put up with all of that. And when it finally got the better of him, he folded for a moment. And he paid for it by not getting to go to the promised land. That's why I want us to think about complaining tonight. Because it is such a problem. It can be a real problem for a group to deal with. But for today, Moses persevered. For us, here's the lesson that we need. We will be able to persevere if we stay true to our calling. If we hold on to our character. And if we are constantly committed to the things that we know that are right we will be able to persevere. As we close today, let me encourage all of us. Let us think about our lives during this difficult time. Can we be better? Can we do better? Can we work on being a person who perseveres? Can we let this time during these difficulties make us better or will it make us bitter? The question is up to you. It's left to you. I would love to hear from you if you have questions. If you need us to pray for you, let us know. And certainly, if anyone is ready to obey the Lord, putting on Jesus in baptism, we're ready to immerse you into Christ. All you have to do is let us know. And we'll do that. Today, thank you for joining us. And I hope you'll join back with us tonight 
as we continue this thought process together. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.